It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Everything 80s Podcast. I am Franco in the morning from 100.9 K-Hits FM. Find us online at BigHitsBigFun.com. And, of course, uh, if you have Alexa, you say, Alexa, play 100.9 K-Hits FM, and you will have us. Also, follow me on the socials, especially uh, at Franco in the morning on TikTok, for the history of music. Podcast is powered by Prime 82 uh, Restaurant here in Norwich. And um, my partner in podcasting is Sean Morton, comedian out of New Jersey, and a dear friend. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Good morning. It's way too early for you already. Why? I have a lot of energy, you know? You get a lot of energy, and when I sign on, it says that Franco's name is the fifth Beatle. <laughs> I have a different name all the time. Last last week, Ugh. I was I was the Don, the boss. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. You sound very tired. Are you up for this? I just walked five miles. Okay, good. You know, you look great. I'm how tired. much How much weight have you lost? Uh, this is fourteen weeks, and I'm down fifty one pounds. That's amazing. So, congratulations to you for that. Thank I've got you. to give a shout out to Stu Bob because uh, he listens. He's one of our TikTok community members, and he loves uh, your, what you contribute. Well, I like Stu Bob a lot yep. better than you. I've never met him in person. Right, neither have I. And and oh, okay. Well, I already know he's a better friend. Yeah. Well, we may meet at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if you'd like to come. Uh, I'm going to go to the induction. I think it's November third or the fourth. It's going to be in Brooklyn this year, and I'm definitely going to go. Oh, fantastic. All right. So uh, you had a good topic for today, the number one songs of 1988. Correct. And for me, uh, when I think of the 80s, I think of strictly 88 and 89. Like, those are the two most important, pivotal years for me as far as the 80s go. Well, Guns N' Roses, right? Well, you know what it was? It, it, yeah, of course that era, but uh, it stuck in my head. On my podcast, I do a show called Who's Your Band, and we interview all kinds of musicians and actors and everybody. And I had Billy Vera, uh, the great mm-hmm. songwriter from the 80s who did At This Moment. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me that, I mean, really stuck to me and said that the music that you listen to at 12 and 13 is the music that you got to listen to the rest of your life. <sighs> and that's, that's stuck in my head. For, I think that's I mean, accurate, yeah. I mean, that was two years ago I did this podcast with him, and I still, that's probably the only thing that I've taken out of this, out of that whole show. <laughs> you know, it, it's real, it really was very poignant. And then I, I mean, I did a deep dive, and I'm like, wow, 88 and 89 really were those years for me. Mm-hmm. And then you take a look back at 88, I think it's the first time uh, it had the most number one hits of any year. They had 32 different number one hits in 1988. What did he say? The is, music you listen to when you're 12 and 13? Yes, the music that you listen to at 12 and 13 mm. is the music that you're going to, it's going to stay with you the rest of your life. Yeah, I don't know that that's, you know what, it, it, I don't think that it's right for me. Beatles, definitely. Well, uh, Miller, but I right? didn't, <laughs> but I didn't get, it's funny, I didn't get into Led Zeppelin until later, and that is a band that I listened to forever, you know. Well, it doesn't make a difference when you started to, if, you, if you're going back to it, that was, you know, that came out when you were 12 and 13. Oh, okay. See, all right, all right. So let's talk about some of these number ones. So let's try and cover all of them if we have time. Yeah, we're going to go through this really quick because there's a lot. There's a couple of them that were there for multiple weeks. Like yeah. The first one, 
Uh, and the reason I'm, I'm happy this is the first one, uh, this was a monster record. When you listen to this list and hear how many songs this guy had at number one from this one record, it's mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Uh, George Michael's Faith. Well, that was that was the number one song of the year, too, I think, of 88. Uh, it, so it came out, uh, it, it actually a crossover from 1987. It's been five weeks at number one. So it's been one week in 1988 is number one. Which right, but it was the number one song of 1988. Uh, it won the Grammy for album of the year yeah. in 89. So uh, Father Figure had to be on there. Can you let me go through the list <laughs> sorry, instead I, of jumping? I was programming in the 80s, so I know this stuff. Did go you ahead. have ADD back then too? Yes, but now I'm, okay. I'm, I'm treated for it now. Yeah. Oh, look, shiny. Anyway, um, like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so right, right after Faith, um, another person who had a monster year. Whitney Houston was yeah. so emotional. Right. Uh, going in here, you go. Like as usual, it all goes back to the Beatles. Yep. Uh, George Harrison got my mind set on you, which was right. actually a cover. It was of, a cover. Uh, James Ray. Nineteen sixty-two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was a big opinion. fan of James Ray, by the way. One of the first records George bought. I don't even know who James Ray is. <laughs> Actually, Rudy Clark recorded it, but James Ray wrote it. I think it okay. went that way, yeah. Uh, this is one of those songs that just makes me very happy every time you hear it. Uh, the Way You Make Me Feel by Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's a good I love song. the video. Yep. It's an upbeat, popular song. Uh, so that was next on that list of 1988. We're going into February. Uh, my opinion, one of the most uh, underrated bands, not just of the 80s, but maybe over the last 20, 30 years, In Excess. But you didn't like them, you said. No, I do like it. No, when I talked, I talked about a soundtrack. Oh no, psychedelic first. Never mind. But in excess was on that soundtrack. You're derailing this whole episode on purpose. We're 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 we're, this is friendly banter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of like the um, the girly teen bop stuff. So Tiffany with could have been. Eh, I don't like that kind of stuff personally. Going into that was uh, Expose, which I kind of liked them a little bit. Uh, the Ladies of change. the 80s, yeah. Yeah, they were good. They were, they were underrated. Uh, seasons Change uh, spent a week in, in the late February of 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, now, Franco, it's time to talk about Father Figure. Okay. George Michael. <laughs> Not seven minutes ago. All right. Um, that spent two weeks at number one. Uh, now, I, a song that is probably more popular now than it was almost 40 years ago. Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. You have been Rickrolled. Did you, did you see the new Rickroll video? No. It's, uh, it's a guy who gets a QR code tattooed mm-hmm. on his leg. And I don't think it's legit that you can do this because I don't think that the camera would pick up ink. But you scan the QR code and it goes right to YouTube for Rick Astley's <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up. I think that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite song by him, uh, but next was a monster, monster hit. It was Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Right. I think that bad was uh, as good as Thriller, personally. I really do. I think that that was uh, No, solid. not even close. I, I think it's a great record. No. I think it's an absolutely great it's record. It's a good record, but it's not even close to, to bad. Um, no, no, no. I, it's a good one, though. Yeah, uh, not a fan of this song, either. Uh, Billy Ocean's Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. That's a horrible song. A horrible song. For horrible. The Drive soundtrack. Yeah. Not great. Uh, again, Whitney Houston. Yep. You know, she's in a, she's in a running with George Michael. You know, all the usual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, yeah exactly. Where do broken hearts go? And the thing I'm noticing more about 1988, most of these number ones were ballads. Yeah. There wasn't a, re- a real true amount. It of, was like, difficult real- to program back then because you had to have the separation, you know, to balance the radio station. 
Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And, and if you look at this list, I mean, it's really 85% ballads mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, somebody that I think, again, truly underrated, but I don't think he uh, got a fair shot was uh, Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, Wishing Well. Wow. Wishing Well. And not a one-hit wonder. Didn't he have a, a song called Signature or Sign Your Name? Or S- Sign Your Name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sign Your Name. Now, for the metal people, there's a great band called Light the Torch that did a heavy metal cover of that just now. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Um Somebody that I had a major crush on. Oh my! I, I think I might still. I still might have a little bit. Gloria Estefan, uh-huh. Miami Sound Machine. But anything for you. Again, a pop, like a, a pop ballad. I don't understand what yeah. all the reasoning was for all these ballads. I always thought that her voice sounded a little bit, a little bit like Karen Carpenter. Just a little bit. I can hear that. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. definitely hear that. Mm. Uh, again, another ballad. George again, Michael. George Michael. <laughs> One more try. Um, not my favorite song. No, that's either, terrible. But, I didn't like that. It was a real bummer of a song. Uh, Back in number one again, Rick Astley, Together Forever. These are a lot of numbers. Oh, my God. I saw him in the mixtape tour last year with New Kids on the Block and in Vogue and Salt and Pepper, and he stole the show. Right. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. To the point where they did Never Gonna Give You Up twice on the concert. (laughs) Everybody come out and sing with him? Yeah, you know yeah. you you know that you have the hit of the concert if you're playing it twice. Right, right, right. You uh, know what I so, wanted to point out though, this had to be a year where the songs didn't stay at number one for a long period of time to no, have that many number ones. Most of number one week, one, yeah, one, one week weeks. number ones, yeah, yeah. Uh, Foolish beat by Debbie Gibson. Eh, again, not a fan of that kind of sappy love song back then. Now you're getting to my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. What's, Dirty what is Diana. Yep. Dirty Diana. Really? I absolutely. Oh yeah, because Steve Stevens was an amazing guitar player, mm-hmm. played the Billy Idol. That video was killer. That's the reason why I say that this album can hold its own against Thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheap Trick comes in with the flame. They hated that the, song. Yeah, they did. And guess what? So did Sean. <laughs> well, they didn't want to record it, but the record company made them record it. When they got the yeah. demo, one of them, I forget which one. Uh, stomped on it. He stomped on the cassette <laughs> at, in a meeting. He's like, we're not doing this. I don't blame him because it's yeah. a really horrific song. But it's been two weeks at number one. So. Yeah. Uh, again, this is one of my favorite all-time songwriters. And you might get a little uh, you might get a little chuckle out of this. But Richard Marks. Good songwriter. With uh, Hold, Hold On to the Night. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great song. Uh, we're almost into August, my birthday month. Uh, a great song. Fun song. I don't think anybody hates this song. Roll With It by Steve Winwood. You know, I was just talking about him yesterday uh, to somebody, and here's a guy who's been playing since he was eight years old, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was the backbone of the Spencer Davis group when he was like 15, you know? Went on with all these other groups and only had two solo number ones, Roll With It and Higher Love. Exactly, and the great songs. So one, one became a, uh, a commercial song, right? Mm-hmm. They, uh, oh, that's right, that yes. Higher Love. It's a yeah. commercial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, we started with him. We're going to go back to him. George uh, Michael. George Michael, <laughs> again, with Monkey. Now, I mean, just look at this. I mean, the amazing album this guy put out. With yeah, I mean, I think he had like six number ones. Unbelievable. On yeah. uh, great, great record. And here we go. Finally, after much, much talking, Guns N' Roses, Sweet mm-hmm. Child of Mine, uh, spends two weeks at number one. I'm going to see them in two weeks. If they play Sweet Child of Mine, eh, it's a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's a song I think everybody in the world knows. I think this is one of those songs that transcended charts. I think it transcended time. Don't Worry, Be Happy by I, Bobby McFerrin. I thought that was a parody when I first heard it. 
so did I. And I remember the video. <laughs> like, with, I just want yeah, to <laughs> the vid- Yeah, the video with Robin Williams yeah. and that guy from the Popeye movie. Yeah. And it was <laughs> um, going back to the ballads, but again, this is more of a rock ballad. You're going with Def Leppard with Love Bites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Def Hysteria, you have to say, is one, probably one of the top Strong five power ballad. Strong power ballad. Strong power ballad and one of the top five records in the 80s all around. I think it had seven or seven or eight top ten hits out of 11 songs. It, it's un, unheard great, of. Great record. Unheard great of. record. Uh, another song spent one week at number one, but of another cover, uh, UB40, mm-hmm. Red Wine. These are all such great year. songs. What a great topic. Yeah, it was a great year. Great, great year for music. And UB40, you got to remember, too, they're, all their hits were covers. Yeah. They didn't have one original song that was a big hit. Uh, rounding out October is Phil Collins, A Groovy Kind of Love. Mm-hmm. Another cover. Who sang, who sang it originally? Frank oh, Rowe. my God. Uh, I can't think right now. Well, you should know this. I know, but I can't think. Uh, 1965, The Mindbenders. Uh, right, 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 right. You had no idea. You were bending my uh, mind. Spe- special place in my heart for this song. I still, every time I hear it, I smile ear to ear. Uh, the Beach Boys, Kokomo. Great song. It's a great song. My grandmother absolutely loved this song. And unfortunately, like a maybe a month and a half after the song was released, she passed away. Oh, so I'm sorry. Think of, I, yeah. nah, well, you know, it's 40 years. I can almost Yeah, but, now. you know, um, statute of limitations over on that? <laughs> nah, not really. Uh, no, but, you know, interesting stuff going on with that. It's the only Beach Boys hit that uh, Brian Wilson had nothing to do with writing. And it was written by Papa John and um, Mike Love and uh, Terry Melcher. And it was the first number one in over 20 years, too, mm-hmm. for them. Uh, cool band. I'm surprised they didn't do much more, really. Uh, one Hit Steam Wonder. Club. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had another one or two hits. They but did. I thought they'd be a well, lot yeah, better. Yeah, they had the, no, it was Erasure, I'm thinking. Uh, I'd have to yeah, think. Yeah, Erasure had a few. Erasure yeah. had a few. But they were a cool band. So Wild Wild West. Um, eight, now you got to start going into a, a, a different genre with me. you got Bon Jovi's Bad Medicine. Uh, not my favorite Bon Jovi song, and I, I'd probably get... A lot of crap for it because it's uh you know they're from literally the town that I live in right now, but not their best song. But it was it was a big hit. It was a uh, number one for three weeks. Uh, we only got three uh, three left mm-hmm. on this. Uh, Will to power is baby. I love your way. That's another Freebird. another one that everything was a cover with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's we know what's interesting about this is uh, Peter Fra- neither Peter Frampton nor. Um, Leonard Skinner took either one of those songs to number one, but Will to Power took them both to number one. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> right? Uh, this is a song that I love. I absolutely adore this song. I used to sing this in karaoke a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look Away by Chicago. I'm not a super deep Chicago fan from the 70s when they were more of that like prog rock kind of thing. I listened to more of the 80s and the right. 90s stuff. See, I'm the um, other end of it. You know, Chicago yeah. ended when Terry Kath died. Well, for I don't me, know who that is. you don't know who Terry Kath is, a music guy like you. No. Oh my God. I'm gonna send you a clip because you know that. You know I'm sending oh, you a wow. clip. I'm sending it right now. Well, I understand because it'll match the 13 more I'm gonna get. No, today, but you, you know, 12. I, I'm surprised. No, I'm only surprised because you're such a musicologist that I would think you would know who Terry Kath is, one of the founders it's, of Chicago. Some, yeah, there's certain things. Certain things. I, like, I'm not a huge fan of them. So he I had the great blues voice. He sang "Color My World." You ever hear of that? that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs> Make Me Smile. The, his guitar solo, Make Me Smile, is sick. 
Yeah, you don't though. Yeah, Joe and, Walsh. Uh, Joe Walsh asked the question. Joe Walsh. I don't know how he gets a guitar to sound like that. And I think it was gracious, but Jimi Hendrix. It's been said that Jimi Hendrix told him he's the best guitar player he's ever heard. You know, I think that was. I think that was Hendrix just being gracious because he was so modest and humble. But uh, that's quite a compliment. That's that's not something that's been documented. I wanted. I'm trying to talk to Terry Kath's daughter to get more information on Terry. Terry Kath is a huge. Uh, fan favorite on my TikTok page because we're all old and you never heard of him. You're a Pizza Terra guy. I do like a little Pizza Terra. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, last song of 1988. Right. Really monster hit. Again, not one of my favorites, but Poison, Every mm-hmm. Rose Has Its Thorn. Wow. Lasted uh, uh, four weeks and number one. from. Now, didn't you just see Day. Brett Michaels? Uh, no, I had tickets to see Brett Michaels and it was 96 degrees and then it was downpouring for three hours. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, $20 or sit in the rain. uh, I stayed home. Here's what uh, I will tell you. And I think I've said this before. Last summer, Kimberly and I went to see the poison Def Leppard Motley Crue Joan Jett show at Fenway and uh, Brett Michael. Well, he was on point. He was in shape. He was in voice and it was an, it was amazing. It was good. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. still solid. Yeah. And considering the fact that he is a, a crippling type one diabetic. Oh, I know. And the, the performances. I mean, I've I've heard stories of him passing out on stage, and you know, he he's very open and candid about it too. He was on. Uh, he posted on Facebook the other day a, a picture of him getting an intravenous IVs mm-hmm. because he performed in like ninety seven degrees for an hour and a half, and he's just completely shot. You know, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. You're yeah, you do, because it was that uh, that country artist uh, quit his show a couple of weeks ago. He's make he's doing a make good. My daughter was at the show. Jason Aldean. Jason, yeah. Jason Aldean. Yeah, Jason well, Aldean. A lot of flack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, here's Joan Jett, 64 years old, 103 degrees at Fenway Park, rocked for 45 minutes, no problem. Yeah. They don't Everybody's make them like they man. used to, Sean. They really don't. They don't. They really don't. No. I'm telling you, Mm-mm. but that's the uh, that's the, the that's a great list. What a good topic! Yeah, I don't yeah. know that there's another year in the '80s that had more number one songs. And no, I'm, this, is, this is of of recorded times. Yeah, this is the the most. Of oh, this year. is the most ever. Yeah, yeah. So that just goes to say that they see that's because back like like for instance, uh, let's go to albums for a second. In 1967, you know the Beatles were number one uh, with Sgt. Pepper for half the year. You know, sure. and then the monkeys were number one. There's only two number one albums in 1967. And that's the thing, though. <laughs> nowadays, yeah, nowadays it's almost the same way now because if you looked at the number one hit, I think Morgan Wallen's number album. Was oh my God, he's breaking like, all kinds of records. Yeah, he's 28 or 29 weeks or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's like ridiculous. 17 or 18, but yeah, it's, it's a long time. And he broke the record, which was held by Lil Nas X, who was my favorite Lil. All right. And Sean, fun. it's yeah, always fun. fun to have you on. I'm going to see you Absolutely. in September on the 22nd. We have a big show in Fairfield County. Uh, yep. Shout out to anyone in Fairfield County. We're coming out to help raise money for mothers against drunk drivers or drunk driving. Mad. Uh, great cause. And uh, we have a great lineup. Sean is headlining. And I'm so looking forward to that. Me too. All right. Thank you. It's powered by Prime 82 Restaurant. And that's it. Later.